Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi. Hi. Um, so I just went to the loo. Yes. And I tried three doors before finding one that was available. Right. Is it just me that finds that really embarrassing? Do you try and open a loo door and someone's on the loo? Yes. It's the worst. Literally the worst. And it's, well, I, I think it's worse than there's just one because you're going to like pull slash push on the door and they go, oh, someone's in here, which I, or they, as just happened to me, make no noise, which is almost worse. Like I think, what do you do? If someone tries to open the oh. door that you're, of the ah. that you're in, ah. I go, oh no, no, sorry. I'm, I make it like as loud and as busy as possible. Yeah, it's a massive crisis. Um, yeah, I think the silence is incredibly painful and I just was met with it three times. I actually forgot that the last wedding we went to, I went to the toilet and I actually sat down on the toilet, which I never normally do in public situations, but my dress was very difficult. Trousers down my ankle. There was no lock, but I was desperate. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I could get away with it. Obviously couldn't. Man walked in. While you were on the loo? While I was on the loo. Knickers down by my ankles. It's so embarrassing. Trying to put my lipstick on at the same be. point. While you were on the loo? Like, yeah, while I was on the loo. That's hilarious. I was just like, mate. And I was like, it's actually my own fault because there's no lock on the door. Did you just go, me? No, I didn't. I was like, no, no, no. And then I was like, sorry, sorry. There is no lock on the door. Anyway. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. I can't work out what's more embarrassing when someone tries to get into your loo or when you try and get into somebody else's. Both are bad. The worst would be if you're having, you know when sometimes you have a jumpsuit on, Oh, I've got an embarrassing story actually. When you have a jumpsuit on and you go to the loo, it all has to come off. You're yeah, just, you're naked. Fucking worse. Yeah, I remember years and years and years ago, I went on a press trip and we were at the airport and I was wearing a wide-legged jumpsuit. This is disgusting. I don't know why I'm telling any, everyone this. this is actually rank. Like shame on me. And I went to the toilet, couldn't be asked with the faff of taking my jumpsuit off. So I was like, I'm just gonna yank the leg right up. No, you fucking didn't. Pull it to the no, side. No, you fucking didn't. I can do this. I went in with a can-do attitude and I really fully backed myself. So I yanked the trousers right up. They were wide legs, so lots of room. Yanked them right up to the crotch, pulled everything to the side. And then sometimes, you know... Yes, when you start wing and it comes out sideways. It comes out sideways, yeah. And I, I just soaked my jumpsuit. I completely soaked my jumpsuit. And we were at the airport. It was before departure and I was like I don't know what to fucking do that's really all over that's myself peak, that's peak laziness but also yeah. so much effort it like your la- the lazy option is so much effort really and yes well rather than take having to take my entire jumpsuit off you just pull the leg up but you've had to pull the whole leg up yeah but it was a big floaty wide leg jumpsuit and then pull a massive amount of material to, <laughs> to the, the side, side and pull your knickers to the side 
and squat over the loo because you can't sit down because yeah. you've got well, that leg was up my on issue, the other clearly. side. I shouldn't have squatted. Yeah, so you're squatting yeah. with your hands full, <laughs> no space for balance. Like if you start slipping, you can't let mm. go because you'll piss all over the fabric, which you did anyway because it all came anyway. out sideways. I always think it's kind of fun when a wee starts sideways. It's, like, it's you know, never, it when you don't want it to. When yeah, obviously, <laughs> but most people don't need to worry about things like that because they just take off. <laughs> I know. They're fucking. I was in a rush and I was like, God. Yeah. Anyway, that's stressful. But I had to suffer the consequences of my laziness. I walked so. in once. My mum's at my mum's house. The downstairs loo's got a mirror on one wall. Like I, I walked yeah. in and I was looking at the mirror, which normally there's nothing reflected in the mirror because there's no one in the bathroom. Right. On this occasion, my friend was actually he's not even that close a friend. It's a friend of my mum's. I don't oh. know him great, and he was having a poo. Oh no! <laughs> it was just, oh, it no. wasn't great. Like we, you know, we're friends enough, but you just don't need to see that. No, it's just and it was just <laughs> and he was like, but he sort of did that like half stand thing, oh. which you definitely shouldn't be doing if you're pooing. Oh god! It was just a lot, and and it was Shambles. halfway through dinner. We were just having dinner at my mum's house, so I just went and sat back down at the table. And had yeah. to wait for him to come and sit back down at the table so I knew that I could go to the loo. But then I didn't want to go to the loo because I knew he just had a poo. But then you can't be rude. So you just have to go anyway and pretend he hasn't had a poo and pretend you didn't just see him doing it. Oh, God. That's horrific. It's, it's, it's gross. Lot. I find loo's really stressful. I keep, there's a cafe that I go to like most days on my morning walk. And when I have to mm. use their loo, they've only got one loo. And I hate when I try and get in. And someone's already in there because then I just have to stand there so awkwardly. And it's like, oh, God, you know that, like, I, to all intents and purposes, tries to break in on your pee. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to walk into Like, your what an invasion of privacy. Cloud of pee. Yeah. And now I'm just standing out here waiting. Like, how embarrassing. It's like, I also, someone sent a thing on Instagram yesterday. I was like, how embarrassing is a, t- is a table reservation for dinner? Oh, that was funny. Yeah, I'm here for my spaghetti appointment. Yeah, I love that. But I do feel like that about weeing as well. I'm just like, oh God, how embarrassing to need to do. It kind of just struck me that we're just like, humans are just like giant waste units. Yeah. Like we constantly need to expel waste. 100%. How many times have I weed today? We, CO2. Is it CO2? Poo. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. There's got to be more, but I can't think. Skin. Anyway. Shed skin. Skin. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually pretty fucking gross. Yeah. We just sit and like, like excrete stuff. Yeah. Tears, spit, yeah. snot, semen. Not all of us. Not all of us. Eggs. Eggs. No. Eggs. Do we excrete them? Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you they go. come out when you ovulate, and then do they? Yeah, that's when you get after ovulation. Like I'm gonna say, the day of ovulation or the day after ovulation. I can't remember. You get like sticky white discharge. It's yeah. Thicker. And that's because that's the egg. That's the egg. That's the egg. Wow. I have to say, natural cycles has taught me a lot about my body. <laughs> like, I yeah. didn't realise, I thought ovulation was menstruation, I think. But you ovulate at the opposite. It's like, you ovulate at six o'clock if you menstruate at midday. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Opposite side of the clock. It's quite complicated, Super complicated, it? yeah. But then, so when you're perioding, it's your uterus lining. Yeah, I, I like this, like, tracking malarkey. I'm just actually, like, horrified by, like, how little about our bodies we actually know. I know, it's quite pathetic really, isn't it? It's so bad. So I just have a little DM, right? So someone said, hi babes, love the podcast so much. I found this week's anxiety about people not wanting to talk to you at parties relates so much. The last thing I went to, I noticed a girl told me she needed the toilet after the convo had run dry, but when she walked away, she just went and spoke to someone else. What a wench. What a... 
sorry. What a what a what a curly twirly. <laughs> I can't believe. What a, yeah, what a, what I didn't a, mean that. What a what a cruel person. What a yeah. What a curt exit she's taken. Um. So cringing I have that I'm sending. I know I have to say something. Did she say? Oh no, did she say she's cringing? Yeah, she's, she's saying, cringing that I'm sending this DM, but I have to share it with you. I feel your pain. Can I oh just God. say, as somebody that's once, I've done this a couple of times and I've been super aware of it. You know, when you go to go to the loo, yeah, and then when you're on the way to the loo, somebody catches you, yeah, and you think, fuck, I can't stand here. I did it. I did it the other night yeah. when we left um, our work party. I said to lovely Haley, I said, I've got to go. I've got yeah. to go whatever to go. Then I had to come and get you and you were fucking living your best life. So I was no getting you out of the party. So I thought, shit, I've just said goodbye. Now I've come over here and it looks like I've just said I have to go because I want to get out of this conversation. So yeah. I was standing there and then I saw another guy sitting down and I was just like, fuck, I just want to sit down. I've got to wait for Al to finish being the social butterfly that she is. So I just went and sat down on the sofa and then I was so aware that I've just told this person that I have to end our conversation because I'm leaving the event. And then I've just gone and sat down and struck up a conversation with a man <laughs> called Lewis on the sofa. What a bitch. What a bitch. So, but I couldn't go back and be like, oh, not leaving. Ha ha ha. Because it was like, yeah, it's it too weird. The whole thing's awkward. But I felt terrible. Do you know what? Someone came up to me at that party, right? We had like a three minute, maybe four minute, five minute, I don't know, whatever chat. And then he you just said, know you were he just said, I actually wasn't, you know, I was just a bit tipsy, but I just, I was very loose. Um, and he said, and then he said to me, okay, right. What did he say? He said, um, right, I'm going to go now. He just said it, he just said it. Right? And I was just like, do you know what? Good on you. Because I'd rather that than you make up some excuse, mm. right? You should say, right, I'm going to go now. Nice to see you. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. No. Yeah, slightly offended, but actually not. No, it's fine because I was ready to get out of the conversation too. But also, so don't say words. Maybe we should just get more into the practice of saying, "I'm going." Maybe we should just be more like that guy. Just be rude, break hearts, but just rip I think the band so. Off, just do it quicker. I think so because I feel like the covertness of like, I'm going to go to the toilet now, or I just need another drink, or I'm just going to grab this. It's just makes you feel bad it makes me feel bad anyway yeah, I, like, I know what you're doing I don't to feel awkward though because like that is not just you oh no oh, it's cr I've seen it happen yeah. to myself so many times yeah it's so bleak also that other person might be thinking I've lost her like she doesn't want to speak to me anymore I'm yeah, gonna go you I'm know? gonna go yeah and also if this person is a curly twirly cruel cruel person kind of person <laughs> Let him go. Let him go. Let him fucking go. Yeah. Liar. Hopefully they did really need the loo and they did get caught up by somebody who hijacked them and now they're going to piss themselves. Do you know what though? That might have happened. Because that is bad when that happens. So I have to tell you this, right? So after we put our episode out about the spiders, you know, yeah. we're talking about cars not being in impenetrable as I once thought. No, God, no, um, yeah. One of my best friends, Kaz, shout out Kaz, she's the best. But she really appreciated me. that. You sound like a wedding DJ in the 90s. Shout out to Kaz. Shout out to Kaz, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Fiat Fonda. Fiat Fonda? What is happening? <laughs> you know when DJs say there's a Fiat Fonda on the on the car park. What's a Fiat Fonda? Oh my God, whatever it is, a Fiat Honda on the car park. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? Fiat 500 on the car park. A Fiat Someone Fonda. needs to move their Fiat Fonda. I don't know. Oh my God. I was going to get so many DJing gigs off the back of this. 
They're going to be calling her up they this, are, like, fucking Reading Festival next year. You're going to be, like, Wayne Lineker's club in Ibiza. Uh, yeah. Come and get your Fiat yeah. Fonda. Speaking yeah. of Wayne Lineker's club, did you see the tribute they did to the Queen? No. It was all the girls, all the, all the, all the, all the dancers dressed as beef eaters, in, like, sexy beef eaters. Oh, my God. Serving shots around the place. No. In honour of Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> That'll be you. That'll be your DJing I've... gig next year. Do you think? 100%. Yeah, come and get your Fiat Fonda. <laughs> the fuck is that? What is it? A Fiat Honda? Honda no, Fiat? No, two completely oh. different no. okay, things. So what Fiat's is it Italians, Honda's Japanese. Fiat 500. There's a Fiat 500, there's yes. a Fiat Punto. Knew it. Fine. There's a few different Fiat Spider, a few different Fiats. I go by Toyota. Hondas. I know that. You what? I go, I go by Toyota. That's an advert. There's a Toyota I go. Okay, so, well, yeah, fine. It sponsored Hollyoaks back you, when I loved Hollyoaks. Okay? You know what? So. They're not going to like, if those kind of things have to be shouted out by the yeah. DJ, yeah. they're not going to come to you. No. I I'm think probably, like, one of the parking attendants will have to borrow the microphone. Yeah. I'm probably not going to get sponsored by any car makes either, am I? No. No. Never no, mind. but I think given that you can't change gear. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good less thing. Less about me naming them, more, more yeah. about me not being I'd able to be operate much less, them. Yeah, more, much more concerned about the fact that you can't fucking drive them <laughs> rather than that you can't name them. So anyway, my friend, shout out to Kaz, messaged me saying, Al, oh my fucking God, OMFG, just listen to you talking about mice and cars. Are you ready? Then she sent me a picture along with, around 12 years ago, my mum was taking my brother to school he was in the passenger seat. He looks over to her driving and saw, yes, that is a dead mouse trapped in the window. To this day, we have absolutely no idea how it got there. The only thing we can think is that the night before, maybe her mum had put the window up as the mouse ran out the car and she never noticed. But it's... Wait, What's, what are they trapped see? by? Oh my fucking God. Ride of its life. It would have been absolutely terrifying. I'm going to ask her if we can share that on Instagram. Um, but how bad is that? That poor is really thing. poor little mouse. What a way to go. Yeah. Oh, I've got something to follow on from that, actually. Go I've got on. an email to read you that follows directly on from that. Go on. Okay. Um, I have an embarrassing story for the podcast, which I've still not fully recovered from. I've recently started my job after finishing uni. It's a work from home job with a day in the London office every two weeks. I okay. finished work today and was all excited to explore London for a bit. Nice. But then when I got off the tube at Piccadilly Circus and scanned my ticket at the train station barrier thing, as I was walking out of the little plastic barrier doors, they clamped shut on my backpack as I was about <laughs> to walk away. I never realised how strong those mini door flaps are. I really like that she's calling them the mini door flaps. But I was fully <laughs> stuck and couldn't move. Because of the way I was stuck, I couldn't move my arms and some random man in the queue behind me had to help wrestle me out of there. I felt him tugging at my backpack to try and set me free and I could see him out of the corner of my eye. But because of the position I was in, I couldn't turn my head or body to give him <laughs> To give him an appreciative thanks for helping me look. So I just had to stand there for what felt like minutes, facing away from him and not <laughs> acknowledging him. Almost as if I expected him to be wasting precious seconds of his life trying to get me out the barrier. After being yanked, pulled and pushed by this poor stranger and holding up the queue of people <laughs> behind me who were waiting to get through, I was finally set free and thanked him before bolting away. It's oh. so embarrassing that you can't turn around <laughs> to say thanks. You're just like... <laughs> 
I'm stuck. So embarrassing. <laughs> Those li- mini flap doors, door flaps, are very strong. It's so embarrassing. So strong. It's so embarrassing. I told you about yeah. that time when I went to South Kent Tube and I saw a little boy get his head stuck in the tube. Oh my God, He what? was fine, he was totally fine. It was just really embarrassing. So he, I don't know what happened. I think, what I think happened was his family got on the train. He tried to get on the train. For some reason came in head first and the doors closed on his head. Oh my God. But then they wouldn't open again. Where, what, so, what part of his head? His neck. So oh his, like, my head God. So his head was on the tube and his body was on the platform. Now, excuse the illicit activity that I'm explaining my part in this, but it's, it's relevant for the story. So I'm getting off the train at South Ken to lend my friend's younger sister my driving license so that she could go illegally clubbing. Okay. So I went, I got off the platform bad, and I okay. thought, yeah, bad, don't do that. And I got off the platform and I thought, oh my God, that like, <laughs> what's happened? And I saw this like whole drama and all these people are like freaking out and this mother on the tube was like, oh my God. Like obviously oh freaking out. Cause it's like, which bit is she gonna, like what's gonna happen? Oh if they, go, if they say, oh, we're gonna be in trouble. Anyway, I, I left. I was like, I can't help, I'm out of here. Good luck. I went up the stairs. I didn't go over the barrier because I didn't want to pay to go out and then pay to come back in again because I'm tight. So I waited for my friend's sister at the barrier, the, yeah. at the mini door flaps, handed my license over and then I went back down the stairs. That must have been a good 10, 15 minutes. And when I got down there, they were still there in this crisis because they just couldn't open the doors to the tube. Em, how could you walk away from that? <laughs> I don't know, I just did. <laughs> and then I walked back towards it again. And I kept getting, so I got back on the same tube that I'd got off just waiting for it to go again when the child's head either got out or the body got in, whatever came first. And um, yeah, and then, the, and then the tube officials kept coming being like, a reminder to please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle. <laughs> it was like, well, obviously, but like, we're all in here now. Um, yeah, it went on for feckin' ages, bless him. And then they got him oh out. Oh my God. He's totally fine. But I just think like, I how embarrassing because he because he was totally fine that so he is must have incredible. been able to fully chat with his mum on the tube <laughs> and then not be able to communicate with anybody on the platform so obviously everybody who's trying to fix the problem is on the platform but everybody that can communicate all the mouths were on the train so like they couldn't talk to the officials and it just had like his arms oh, and his body. I just want to think of what I'd say. Like, oh my God, I'm an idiot, aren't I? Like, oh, this <laughs> yeah, is bad, it's isn't so it? so embarrassing. Oh, hope like, I get out yeah. soon. I remember a girl getting her rucksack stuck in the tube doors and it set off and it was absolutely terrifying. That's really scary. Yeah. Commuter life, What man. did she do? I actually cannot remember. I have a bad story, but it, it worked out well. As long as it's got a happy ending, I'm fine. It did have a, yeah. Or even, as long as nobody dies, I'm fine. No. Okay. I was in, when I lived in Paris. Uh, You've already said bonjour this episode, I just want it noted. (laughs) Um, The tube stop, the metro stop where I lived, it had like a ridiculously big gap between the platform and the train. This is such an awful story, actually, but it's fine because it it did work out. But um, a woman got on with her baby and something happened, I don't know what, but the baby fell down the gap. Fucking hell, that's way worse than what I thought you were gonna yeah, say. <laughs> I, th- I don't know if it was in the pram or not. I don't know, it's just, there was just suddenly, like I just looked up and it was obviously like mass, like- Hysteria. Hysteria, and like everyone and screaming. Ooh, la, la. And everyone running yeah. around, we're trying to find the um, emergency things. It was fucking awful. But they got the baby back. It was back. so bad. It was, yeah, it was absolutely fine. We we um, hit the emergency thing. 
<laughs> I believe it's, it's the emergency thing and uh, it's fine. And then yeah, and then the driver came. The driver came out and oh my god, it was so awful though. Jesus Christ, that's horrendous. Because we were talking the other day horrendous. about like in what's it I'm called? Laughing, um, intrusive oh thoughts. Yeah. And you have this, and I have intrusive thoughts. And actually, I didn't realize like that not everybody has them to the extent that I have them. But I do have yeah. those like terrifying things where I'm driving and I think like oh, what would happen? And obviously we know my impulse control is terrible given my past mm -hmm. experience. And I'm just gonna refer us back to the time I put my hand in the whisk. Yeah. Um, so, and then when I get the intrusive thought, I get the I get really prickly tips of my fingers. Like, yeah. it's like my body being like, don't do it. Like the second it happens, I get prickly okay. hands. But that would be, that already I have that right now with a phone. Whenever I get to the train and there's a gap, I just think, Imagine if I just threw my phone down yeah. there. I like that. Low stakes. Yeah. Low stakes. Low stakes, yeah. yeah. But like, I'm terrified if I had a baby or was in charge of a baby, that that would be the, the intrusive thought. Like, intrusive thoughts are terrifying. I know. I feel bad it? now for bringing that up. I feel well, like no, I just... everybody was fine. And everybody was fine. a very cool story for the baby to tell one day. Um, <laughs> yes. My mum dropped me. Yes, <laughs> my mum literally dropped me. Jesus. Um, yeah, That's hard. Like, as well, because you'd be terrified. Like, I'm always terrified of dropping a kid, but like, what are the chances? It's like that video that I saw on Puberty the other day. Is it called Puberty, that Instagram account? Never said it out yeah, loud before. Yeah, Puberty. Yeah, and it was that guy who proposed and then his child got the ring out. This is why you should never have rings and children. Like my brother dropped my oh, engagement no. ring the night before we got engaged when Alex showed it to him. So just don't give it to like other men or children. Anyway, but the their child was helping the man propose. Oh. And then he knocked the ring and they he was proposing on, on a pier. Oh, and the okay. ring fell through the gaps into the sea. Oh my god! Devastating. I've seen one on a waterfall. He's proposing on a waterfall. I didn't propose on a waterfall. And he drops it, and there's just this like absolute scramble to try and get this ring, and they don't get it, and it's just really sad. Um, yeah, you need to propose okay. somewhere where if you drop it, same with like I mean yeah. carrying kids. It's the same. If you've got something valuable, oh god, it's just. A lot. I mean, what what the options? You, I mean, you have to just don't drop it you've got to walk on a boardwalk from time to time but yeah. it's just the pressure but yeah. i get it when i'm walking over a bridge and i just think imagine if i just threw my phone over the bridge imagine if i just like threw yeah. all my stuff in yeah imagine if i just like pushed somebody in when you think about it there's actually a lot of responsibility on a human's shoulders just to not do bad things oh my god yeah not to do things you know yeah like I, in my book the other day it, the guy was like and I should have got a red flag that he was a baddie because his opening line as a character said, I don't think humans are intrinsically good or bad. I think like they're just, um, that the, the, it's just what makes a good person is just how hard they resist doing bad things. So I really, the writing was on the <laughs> wall there. Great. Yeah, I really should have seen the alarm bells. He was not going to turn out to be <laughs> as good as what we thought. Um, but yeah it's actually terrifying when you think about it yeah like i was thinking about that with your driving it's just like we're just completely reliant on everybody else not to fuck it up yeah this whole thing this whole life we just need everybody else right to keep adhering to the rules and sometimes they don't yeah and, and bad not things like happen. yeah oh god we're sending ourselves into a 100%. bad place <laughs> I, I i had a friend once and he was dutch he was he, i mean he's still alive i just don't say very much because he lives in holland okay. um he's still dutch yeah he's still dutch okay. yeah that hasn't changed um okay. and he always said He's like, I always imagine walking into a restaurant. He said, every yeah. time he goes into a restaurant, yeah. he looks for the oldest, frailest, nicest looking old woman that he can. Yeah. And he closes his eyes yeah. and he pictures walking up to her and punching her square in the face. What? And then just imagining what everybody would do. That is truly fucking evil. Well, it's actually true, but he doesn't do it. 
But it's like, what would everybody do? Like, if you just walked into a restaurant and like punched a pensioner, like what would happen? What would happen? It would just be like unbelievable. It would just, it would outbreak, I think. Everyone would, would, there would just be a, like there would obviously be outrage. But that's it, are we like, are we that close to the fucking edge that it takes one pensioner to just cause a riot? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe we're just hanging by a thread here. We are one punched pensioner away from anarchy. Lord of the flies. Yeah. And then, you know, if you just boil it down, like, just, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know. You're Joking, let's move on. <laughs> it's, just, it's nuts. There's a lot. Okay, I have another voice note. Okay, I don't know if you'll get this, but something that is just incredibly embarrassing, but very, very nation-specific, which I feel like is the vibe of this podcast, is, um, you know, you're, like, taking gum out of your mouth in a public place. And you go to put it in the bin. Obviously, it's already a bit gross because, like, it's chewing gum. Like, it's fine. It's in your mouth and no one can see it. But, like, in reality, it's absolutely fucking disgusting. So, yeah, and you're doing it on the move. There's, like, a crowd of people behind you. And it gets stuck on your fingers. And you're like, fuck, what do I do now? Like, you've tried to, you know, do thing. You, like, wet your fingers a little bit before you take it out so it doesn't get stuck. But it's not worked. It's just not worked. Now there's a man behind you and he's just watching you. Scraping. Fucking airwaves menthol and eucalyptus gum off your fingertips into an already grubby bin and this man he just wants to put his rubbish away he's standing right behind you everyone knows what's happening do you acknowledge it absolutely humiliating yes that's embarrassing i think the trick there is to over chew it so it just gets really hard in a little ball i think the trick is to like really violently shake your hand and your whole entire arm no that's just got to flick off huge risk because what happens it if it flicks off when you're at the other end? What happens if you just send it into a crowd? It, but put it far enough into the bin, but do a very aggressive. You know, like how people like used to do. Off the bin. <laughs> used to do that thing where they like smack their fingers together and make a sound. Yeah, you know what I'm doing, don't do you? That. It basically sounds like that, but it's not that. It's cooler. Yeah. Do that in the bin. Does this happen to you? What? This this getting stuck to the fingers. Yeah. Does it? Because yeah. generally speaking, I, just me, I think maybe because like... I chew it too much, mine goes into like a hard ball. So I just have to, and I oh. find that in, in and of itself embarrassing. Because then you just, you know that like for a good like two or three seconds, you're just walking holding this gum. It's disgusting. Yeah, really gross. It's just like your like mouth like germs. I have a visit just for me. Does anyone else? Once the flavour is gone from the chewing gum, I gag. I start to gag. <laughs> I can't bear it being in my mouth. That's why yours would be all sticky. Gag. You two, you, you and our girl are just throwing it out too soon. Yeah. I think you've got to stick with it. Make I it can't. lose the flavour. Make it, let it become a real burden in your mouth. Something you massively regret. <laughs> go around gagging. For yeah. And then, <laughs> then you know oh. it's time. When it's really starting to ruin your fucking life, that's when you know it's time and you can just roll it into a nice little ball and then bing. Mm. I actually don't chew chewing them anymore. I don't know. I prefer smints. You do love a I find mints incredibly sinister. Why? I don't know. I just find them very sinister. Okay. I like chewing That's... gum. Okay. It's more just. It's more. Pra- I think... It's more proactive. I just find mints very. <sighs> they but don't they just dissolve. Me. They disappear. You don't have to do anything with them. Exactly. I like to oh. have to work for things. Also, I feel like chewing gum just reminds me of like bad times with thinking that if I chewed enough gum, I wouldn't be hungry, yeah. which actually is counterproductive because it like increases the stomach acid. Yeah, because it gets the tummy acid so ready. It makes you hungry, so stupid. True or false, um, if you swallow chewing gum, it lives in your tummy for seven years. 
I actually thought that it lived in your lungs. <laughs> oh my God, no, I didn't. Why have I said that? No, I don't mean that because food doesn't go down the lungs. No, ignore that. I don't know why I said that. When I was little, I think someone said that, that it goes into your airways and your lung and it lives in your lungs. Chewing gum doesn't go to your lungs though. No, I know. I'm, I'm Googling if it lives in your stomach. For seven years. Okay, no. If you swallow gum, it's true that your body can't digestive, but the gum doesn't stay in your stomach. It, it moves relatively intact through your digestive system and is excreted in your stool. Okay, fine. So we could so just be fine. swallowing it. Yeah, you, yeah, we could do. We don't need yeah. to do this whole sticky Split finger thing. malarkey. Interesting. Yeah. It's a theory. It's something I might pursue. Yeah, okay. Good for you. That's not if how I that start goes. looking really bunged up, if I like, oh my God, imagine, imagine farting, it'd just be like bubble gum. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, something serious. <laughs> Hi all. Love the podcast. It's definitely a brighter morning when I know I have an episode waiting for me. My Is It Just Me is about my sister-in-law. I've known her now for many years, but have always gotten the impression she doesn't like me. I can't actually put it into words why I get this feeling. It's just a sense that I get. I'm at the point now where I think no matter what I say or do, nothing will change her opinion of me. No beef or words have ever gone down between us, and to an outsider, it would seem that we have a perfectly normal and pleasant relationship. Is it just me, or can other people sense when someone, especially females, don't like them, even if you've never done anything wrong, or is this just all in my head? Thanks, girls keep doing a thing it is not all in your head I struggle with this because I often get the impression that people don't like me so don't I and when actually they probably just don't even care so I don't know I get the overthinking about it but if she's not being very nice to you what do we get the what what do we get the impression from that email that she's like she is happy with her on a surface level but can't really be bothered in pursuing a friendship is yeah that I we're... would guess and it sounds like to me I think I think there is something that we just have to accept that we're not going to get on with every type of woman. No. Or every type of person. Like, yeah. not every person. And this is something that was really important for me to learn in coaching. And it was just like, I don't like everybody. So why do I want everybody to like me? Mm. And I think sometimes you just have to accept that one person isn't your person. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or they're a bad person. Yeah. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's just... Like there are some people that I feel like that with and I've always felt like that with. And I think yeah. for a long time I projected, so I, I've got a few categories of people, right? Like there's some people I can think of that I always felt like that with. And I realize now after a long time of like self-reflection that I projected a lot of my shit onto them. Like I felt kind of, I felt like they were judging me for various reasons because maybe they were like, prettier than me or more organized than me or more successful than me so I would yeah. project my insecurities onto them immediately and I'd think if they were standoffish or cold in any way I would be like oh it's because of this and this and this and like I think because I felt so judged by them or because I felt so inferior to them in my head I required a lot of validation from them to prove that they didn't think that about me. But yeah. of course they didn't know that I thought that they thought that about me. So they weren't gonna give me the validation because they didn't know that I needed it. So I think that's one thing. But then mm. there's also like, there are just some people and I've got like one friend and I just realized I'm just like, we like we get on perfectly fine. But we're just like, she's you know, like just a person that I know. But it's just like, we're just not gonna be yeah. best mates. Yeah. And we're just a bit different. And that's kind of just okay. And I think there's yeah. just so much drama that surrounds female friendship where if you don't get on, it's like, because you're bitchy or catty or you're jealous or whatever. And there's just such a spotlight on it. Whereas just some men just don't get on. Like, 
oh, I just don't watch football. I don't know. You don't have that much. You could say to like Dave, like, oh, don't you get on with Tom? And he'd be like, oh, no, we don't really have much in common. And it's like, no biggie. Yeah. But yeah. if you said it would be like, Al, you don't really seem to get on with Grace. Why is that? And then there would be this call, yeah. kind of, well, I don't know, I kind of get the fact that she doesn't like me. And then, you know, she's always a bit like this when I meet her and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, men yeah. can just be like, oh, I don't know, he doesn't really, so he doesn't support my football team or whatever. It's so true. <laughs> like, it's so true. Yeah, we just put a lot of pressure on women. I, I, I don't know if this is the right advice, but I'd say like, try and let it go. Yeah, shit, Like man. if she doesn't, like, she might just be a person that just doesn't, is just not interested in making new connections. She just can't really be bothered. She might be quite boring. She might, she be, might be, quite a, she might be boring. Awful. Yeah, she might just, she might have mental health stuff going on. I'm not feel just, bad for saying that she might be awful. <laughs> <laughs> she might not, but she might do. And then she just might not have capacity for anyone else in her life or capacity to like give you the proper... I don't know attention that because I get it. It's not and it's nice to have like an ally within the family as well, like your sister-in-law. Like that's nice. Like I, I wish Dave had like sisters because I think that would be really nice. Oh, yes, so I get wanting to have because I need more sisters. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I always think that when I, I think about you. I always just think, God, it would be nice for Alex if she just had some more sisters. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I get it. I get that you want that, but it sounds like it's just not happening. So let let her go. Let her go. Yeah. I, I, I think refocus your energy she yeah. doesn't channel it elsewhere she doesn't need it yeah and I think like we do not to go back to like I don't know the big shit on like female friendships and stuff but just because you did ask in a broader sense if like you ever get if any of us ever get the impression that like certain females don't like us I think like there is just such an interesting way that we like simplify female characters or like women's interests or whatever and yeah. it's kind of just insinuated that girls will just get on and and if they don't get on, there's always got to be some big beef or some big cat fight, or they'll be jealous and they'll be fighting over a boy or like blah blah mm. blah, whatever. It's just it's such like a ridiculous way that we view that kind of friendship, in my opinion. And I just I think it's actually really powerful to just be like, I just don't like them that much. And it's not like a huge drama, or you don't even have to say I don't like them, but just like they're not my sort of person. Yeah, and that's absolutely fine. But we never behave like that's fine. We behave like that's like yeah. earth shatteringly horrifying. Yeah. Like if you said that to your mum about your sister-in-law, your mum would probably be like, oh, like yeah. oh, your poor brother and the family. And, you're like, and it's like this whole thing. But actually it's just yeah. like, nah, fine, give a shit. Really. There are so many people on this planet. Yeah. Like the chances of us getting on with like even half of that like yeah. it just it doesn't make sense of course no. we're not going to and there are some we're all so different you really want to make it work with and then when you actually yeah. think about it you just think why like yeah. the amount of times in my life i've tried to make a friendship work with people that i don't actually like that much but for various reasons because i but, and i think you see it as like a personal affront and you see it as something that you're doing wrong if someone doesn't love you so it's like yeah. i have to make them like me because it's like a validation project yeah so you like push and push to make somebody like yeah. you and then you just think after a while and then you're spending time and you get what you want you've got them and then you just think i don't even like you. that was a waste of energy yeah jesus yeah you're yeah. a real drain or you're whatever this is why we weren't friends now i remember yeah so yeah and and to this girl like when you let that go I, I think when you let that go you'll be like oh okay it's actually fine yeah like I don't care like put up like I, it's I don't need that energy from her like it's fine it is what it is and you can, it's just it'll be quite freeing I think it's much easier to, to spend time with someone if you just completely accept the relationship that yeah you have. and don't question like yeah or sort of read into it because all that stuff is so like 
time consuming and like energy zapping and just pa a bit painful as yeah. well because you like poke around in yourself and you're like it's it's because of me because of this part of me or that part of me when yeah the reality is she probably just isn't in the market for a new person so bye bye see ya see ya nice yeah cool there we go smash it thank you so much for joining us on this episode of should i delete that dot com no that's your fancy one. voice isn't it isn't it it's a news presenter voice i was thinking i wanted to try quite and quite sexy Okay, say something sexy in that voice. Um, say something sexual. Sexy. Sexy. Yeah, you instantly um, made it unsexy by saying sexual. <laughs> and now I'm about to remove my clothes. Oh my god. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Daisy's like, I am not going to look at you. This is my, workplace that was my best try. She's going to sue us now. Brilliant. I think Thanks, I sound Al. quite Nigella, no? Now I'm just going to put this in there. Microwave. Um. No? All right, whatever. But manifesting getting her on the podcast, if anyone could help, that would be cool. Nigella? Yeah. What a massive dream. I'd love to speak to Nigella. Okay. Right, we'll manifest it. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank we you so those. much. We will see you on Monday. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Should I Delete That is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Mm -hmm.